Hello, hello, hello. I'm back like I never left. I'm here. I'm here again. Welcome back to Conversations with Kenyu Mozi. My name is Lisa Kenyu Mozi Raboni and I am the host of Conversations with Kenyu Mozi. Anyway, so on this podcast, what we talk about is everything when it comes to life, when it comes to women, relationships. It's what we um, just wrapped up during February because it was love month, mental health, business, generally everything. I'm a multifaceted being and also I understand that as human beings, we don't exist through one realm. So I'm just like your what's it called online friend and then some days we're having serious conversations some days we're bantering other days we are fixing problems whatever it is I'm here for you on the podcast <laughs> just to clarify um, March is a women's month which also doubles as a menstruation awareness month and I just wanted us to get into a conversation about menstruation period poverty and the likes I also ran a charity foundation called Yambi follow me on my social media at Kanyamozi Raboni to see pictures of our latest outreach to the Uganda Cancer Institute and for the month of March um, through when the target is hit we're looking to raise money for five girls in primary school to receive pads that's an ambitious number actually the biggest number we have hit we have put on our target list thus far and we are a year and a couple months old so if you help us get there which you've helped us get to where we are i trust you and specifically for that reason this is what is going to be the conversation of topic on the episode just so you can get to know about the foundation the people that we help but also so we can discuss period poverty and menstruation which is a conversation that is often underlooked overlooked uninformed Oh, or there's limited information on yeah that's the word <clears throat> so on my so- social media a weekend ago when I didn't record a podcast I discussed um, myths and biases around menstruation as well as the normal common questions of how many times do you change a pad or how many pads do you use um, I was obviously like ah, guys what what so let's just get into the conversation so number one what are myths? Myths are like stories. I'm going to put it in layman language. You can go and do the Google thing. I'm here just to chat. So uh, myths are just stories that don't hold any factual information. Um, but we purport and share to either cause fear, um, spread misinformation and so on and so forth. So there are a couple of myths around menstruation that just, they nag me the wrong way. They rub me and irk me in ways that they shouldn't. The first one I absolutely, absolutely hate. Um, I think this, this double is a bias. So I'm just going to um, pin it and put it as a bias. The first myth that I had around um, menstruation was that, it was so interesting, I had it last year when Yambi was doing an outreach, was that if a dog sees your pad, you're not going to be able to give birth. Now, a dog has no power, no influence whatsoever around your menstruation. It's like if a dog sees a condom that has been ejaculated and is it is a guy going to not reproduce? Does that make sense? Exactly, just like the, the dog pad myth. Um, I mean, ideally, it would be for people to dispose of their pads in a more sanitary manner because, I mean, as much as I'm pro us having open conversations around pads i do not want to see a dirty pad that i have used as lisa so i definitely don't want to see a stranger's pad um but i do think we should have more communication directly as opposed to using things that are not factual to scare young women 
into being cleaner when you can actually just tell them dispose of your part correctly that's number one um i saw <laughs> i saw a, a myth on if you burn your pads you bleed for longer how is this possible please just ask me it's it's cannot be possible in your head as an individual just think about it so if you i don't know burn a food packet you are, you eat longer does that make sense it doesn't just like this one doesn't um the length of our pad of our periods are dependent on our bodies on our cycles on our um that bad reproductive reproductive organs yeah um, and has absolutely nothing to do with with how you dispose of it um another factor could be if you have um a condition or if you're stressed or um if you've been taking medication or um i know for a lot of plan b or emergency pills they do tend to either lengthen or shorten your period so things like that that actually affect your reproductive cycle nothing like burning your pad um to stop period cramps some people say have sex i don't think this is a myth though it really is dependent on the body but i've heard i'm gonna say i've, I've partaked in i said i've heard that for a lot of people who've had period sex which is very messy between the first and second days they are less um there's less pain with a cramp but that's not for everybody it's not across the board because some people have like pcos um and that has different it has different I- implications onto your um cramping or the pain that you experience during your period um and bodies work differently but some people have testified that having sex during their period has actually reduced their cramping so it's like an in-between it's not factual but also could be a situation where it depends on the body another thing that i have seen reduces cramping i've experienced as lisa i don't know if everyone has experienced it is working out like regularly you actually have less painful cramps for some reason um I don't know if it works for everybody, but it's great for me. Um, we've got another response that says, period pain is a normal thing and you don't have to take painkillers. Funny enough, I just recorded a podcast edit episode for my job. Um, this is GT Podcast. Go ahead and check it out as well. I talk there. There I have to talk every, twice, every month. So for sure, if you subscribe, you're going to hear my voice. Um, period pain, we're often told as young women not to take painkillers because we're going to get addicted to them or our bodies are going to stop responding to them or just you know different conversations around how taking painkillers for actual pain is wrong but i just want to remind us that if you have a headache once a month you're going to take a painkiller and that doesn't mean the next time you take a painkiller your headache won't be healed same thing for your part for your period if you're feeling pain i beg don't die (laughs) it's just like if you're hungry eat if you're sleepy sleep if you're in pain take a painkiller if you smear your first period in your armpit you will not get pubes no how did how does this even correlate like i want the person who created this myth to come and speak to me because now i have blood from my vagina in my period in my um on, on the top of my vulva and also in my armpits it does not make sense hair is gonna grow just like the top of your head so you're telling me if you um smear First of all, by the time you're having your first period, you don't even know what's going on. <laughs> you're just like, I need this thing to come and get over with. Two, if I smear period blood on the top of my head, it's going to stop growing. Is that possible? Is that because I have, I have a solution for a couple of bold men? <laughs> anyway, um, I also have um, a final one that's not sex related, but you can get a UTI from toilet seats. Um, guys, 
I'm in between on this one because I think you can get a UTI. I think you can um, from unclean or public toilet seats, but apparently you can't. So I want to know. I'll get a medical professional soon to um, come on to the podcast and share on that. However, I do know I have read that during your period, that's why they also don't advise period sex at times, your cervix is open so it's easier for infections to get up there. So just be a lot more clean and a lot more careful with how you manage your body around your period um the next conversation i wanted to have was around myths that we have um when it comes to sorry biases that we have when it comes to periods and menstruation Uh, biases are defined as a prejudice or ideas that are not like ideas that lead us to think about one thing a certain way right For example, we have a bias that um, pads aren't as important as condoms. So you will see that a lot of times there will be initiatives to push for free condoms or condoms in washrooms or condoms being subsidized. But that's not similar to pads. Um, Again, I want to remind you guys, we live in a patriarchal world which hates women and doesn't care (laughs) if we are not able to access um, something that happens every single month like sex is a choice but also safe sex is important so we are not going to say one over the other we definitely need both it's just that we need to see leaders who actually care about women care about women receiving things that are necessary for our well-being it is important that i have a pad to be able to control um an occurrence that happens every month or every other month depending on what your cycle looks like just so i can leave as a normal human being so that's that's one thing um two women use one pack of pads and um, this is shared by men guys women go through packs of pads like run through them because you have to a pack usually has eight a minimum of eight um pads in it and most women have shared that they have two to three days so if you have two to three days you're using a minimum of one pad because you have to at least for cleanliness for sanitation reasons you have to at least change three times a day that's morning mid uh, in the middle of your day and at night when you shower to go to bed please remember to shower twice when you are on your period um so so we often use one if you have like life flows but two especially the first days tend to be a lot heavier than the rest um i asked a couple of women how many pads they use most said two um other people said one there's a couple that said one and then someone said she uses 10 packs because of endometriosis now let me put this into perspective for you the cheapest pad that i know of mimi is lisa is three thousand nine hundred shillings 3,000 times 10 packs is 30,000. That's 30,000 every single month. Now, in your head, 30,000 may seem like manageable money. In my head, it does because I'm of my earning capacity. But for a lot of women, that's expensive because just for a lot of girls in schools who are not able to access pads, the concept of spending 3K on three daughters every single month is Green. so there's the use of other materials like um leaves socks um sponges bed like the mattress um plucking from it and wrapping it in a sock and being able to create some sort of pad to hold the blood so there's a lot that goes into play that we have to consider when it comes to period poverty and how we address the conversation especially for young girls and women the final question that i asked was how many times do you change in a day so two 
but I asked some, some um, 42% said 2, 42% said 3, and 16% said more. So depending on your floor, that would cater to them more. Um, if you've got a very heavy floor, it's sort of uncomfortable to have one, I mean, to change only twice. So you definitely have to keep changing just for um, reasons of your comfortability and to ensure that you do not stain. I don't even like this, the word stain, I think. We need to reframe it. But yeah. Um... <clears throat> We have 42% that say three. I personally fall under that category. I change at least a minimum of three times. And this is the morning, mid-morning, and um, the end of the day when I'm going to bed. Um, obviously, during the first two days, it's a bit heavier. So I will have to wake up in the night if I do not want to stain my bed sheets um, to be able to change my pad. So I feel like three is the healthy amount. That's my personal opinion because... Okay, not healthy, but like that should be the minimum amount. That's like, let's just be honest because, first of all, when blood stays in the pad, it turns black and it's unsanitary. And remember, your cervix is open and like bacteria and things. I don't know, it just doesn't sit right with me. I'm not judging anybody, guys, but like the two percent, two, like I need you to clarify for me when you said two, are you changing once and then when you shower to go to sleep? So, like. If you start your day at 7 a.m., you have the same pad on till 7 p.m. when you shower. Hey, sis, we've got to sit down and have a conversation. And that is the conversation that I wanted us to open up when it comes to menstruation. If you have enjoyed it, do let me know. Let's just um, talk about periods and pain and um, biases and myths and debunk them and just share more informative takes. Um, around menstruation just to ensure that people are more conversant and more able to talk openly but for us to normalize something and be able to get some sort of legislation we have to see that there's a problem in how we are shaming or covering or failing to discuss conversations around period poverty and menstruation as a whole so that's what we'll be talking about throughout the month of of the month of March. Um, I hope you will find the time to share um, your resources with Yambi Foundation. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram um, to just to follow up on what, on how the fundraising is going. And we're targeting 500 girls and we would absolutely love for you to contribute to that cause throughout the year. Now, I'm very, very excited because I'm going to have three guests on the podcast this month. I am bringing back Sanyu and I will bring two more guests, one from a partner of Yambi Foundation and one who I heard speak and I was just like, wow, I need to hear more about you. We're going to talk about the capitalist agenda when it comes to pads. I'm also going to talk about... Um, what we wish we knew and the communities that we impact when we do go ahead and give reusable pods to girls and women in more vulnerable communities so i hope you're excited about that conversation let's get into it if you would like to get more updates around conversations with kenya Muzi, all you have to do is go follow me at kenya Muzi Ohboni, as well as the page for the podcast conversations with kenya Muzi. looking forward to you being a part of our conversation thank you so much love you bye bye